Welcome to Advance Your Belly Dance, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. I'm your host, Jana, and every week you'll get belly dance business tips you wish your dance teacher told you when you first started. From how to start your first email marketing list to what you actually need on your website and everything in between. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Advanced Your Belly Dance podcast and welcome back to this month's Q&A session. So this month I have three very interesting questions. So question number one, as a professional belly dancer, I feel my body still lacks stamina and strength, the visible ab cuts and that physique. No one really guides on topics like these. What are the basic minimum three tips, gym, weights, etc.? Thanks a lot. So I will say there is no secret sauce or tip to this and I'm honestly not the expert in this. But I do know personal trainers and know how they prep for fitness competitions, and it basically boils down to this, eating very healthy, adding cardio and weights to your routine, and they cut out a lot of carbs. And I know that's a very unsexy answer, but it's the truth. And I will say, please first consult with a doctor before making any changes to your routine. And if you're able to hire a personal trainer to help guide you, if this is new for you, that it's even better. But I'd also like to say that you definitely don't need to have a certain physique to be a professional belly dancer. None of the professional belly dancers that I follow or admire or know in real life have any of of this physique. So if you feel most comfortable and confident in your body achieving this and you do it in a healthy way, then by all means go for it. But just know that it's not a requirement at all to be a professional belly dancer. And I'd really encourage you to focus on your overall health rather than achieving a specific look. Question number two, how do I market within a smaller community when there's an oversaturation of teachers? So there's three things I want you to consider here. Number one, really hone in on your brand. And what I mean by that is I want you to really look at your brand values, what you stand for, what is your why for doing it. And I want you to put that in all of your marketing. So in your sales emails and your on your website, in your content strategy. And that's going to help people know why should they should come to you because they're going to resonate with your brand value. They're going to know, okay, this person values the same things that I do and they're doing this, this, and that to show that. So for example, if you are a professional costume designer that markets specifically plus size dancers and your why is because as a dancer, you never found costumes that made you feel beautiful and that fit, then I want you to use that. I really want you to hone in on your brand and your values for doing that. Number two is utilize your community. So that's the community that you currently have, perhaps your existing audience, and also the community that you may not be a part of. So I want you to ask the people that are already your your clients, your customers, your students, and ask them, what are they struggling with currently and how can you help? Or what do they wish they could find more help on? So you'd be surprised how often when you ask this question, you're surprised by the answer because it's not something that you currently struggle with. So you don't think to create content or create a workshop or or offer private classes for this or anything like that because you're okay with whatever this topic is. But people in your audience may need more help with this. So always ask the people that are currently on your list or your followers or even your, your paid customers like your students and ask them, hey, what is something that I could help you with or what's something that you wish you had more help with at the moment and then go from there. And also the community that you're not yet a part of, perhaps other teachers, I really want you to take a look at who do you admire and it can be in your immediate community or it can just be in the virtual community 
and try to collaborate with them. And the key here is with no expectations for them to collaborate back. So I want you to focus on bringing in people, even if it's just to do an interview or even if it's to a guest workshop or class or anything like that, people that you actually admire, not because you think they have some kind of pull in the community, but because you actually really admire their work that they're doing and you think it's going to benefit your current audience. So there's no reason to bring in someone that your current audience that you don't think that they're going to benefit from. So, and do that without knowing that you're going to get anything back from that. And number three, know that it takes time. It takes so much time to see results from something. And I know that it's very hard with the advances in technology. You want everything right away, but know that it really, really does take time. So if you're planting all the seeds now, take a look at what you've been doing. So if you have an email list, take a look at how that's been doing. If you have a a content strategy, let's say on social media, even How's that been doing? So really know that it takes time, tweak where necessary, where you have the data and just know that you're, you're doing what you can and that it just takes longer than what you originally thought it would be. And number three, how to stay motivated. So number one is have a purpose to what you're working on. Again, going back to that, why, why is what you're currently working on so important to you? Is it because you want to go full-time as a professional dancer? That's a huge why. Is it because you want to create more collaboration in your community? Is it because you want to bring a certain topic to your students? So have a really clear purpose of what you're doing because that's going to help you stay motivated in the times where you just don't feel like doing anything. Number two, start small to maintain consistency. It is so tempting to want to do everything all at once, but it's just not realistic Most of the time, the people that you see, you feel like they're killing it, especially on social media. They have a team of people behind them. They have a partner. They have people that take take care of their kids while they're doing this. You never see that. You always see the success, but you don't see all the things that are happening in the background. So don't compare yourself to anyone else and really start small and ask yourself, what is the smallest thing that I can do today with the least resistance that'll make the biggest impact? So if all you can do is fit five minutes of practice in a day, Start with that and then go from there. So just start small with the least resistance and then maintain the consistency. And number three, fall in love with the process. Oftentimes we're so focused on the end goal that even once we get there, we either feel like, oh, okay, that's it. And then we don't celebrate our success and we just move on. Or we keep raising the bar so we're never completely fully satisfied. And so I want you to step back and look at the process and really fall in love with the process because that's going to give you more satisfaction and motivation than focusing on one specific goal and then never really celebrating your success when you reach that goal and then just you keep creating new goals. So look at what is the process that you currently have for your business, for your practice, for anything that you do and really try to ask yourself, how can I make this more enjoyable so I fall in love with it? 